Have you always wanted to be a star? Whether you want to be in the spotlight or behind the scenes, you'll get some great info from this show. It's the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids. Now, here's Angel and Harmony. Thanks and welcome to the Angel and Harmony Show on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Harmony Hagedorn. And I'm Angel Ramirez. And today we have a very special guest star and another one coming up later. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Benito Ramirez. Um... (laughs) Sibling to Angel Ramirez. He's so <laughs> nervous. I know. Are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous. I'm just excited to be here. Cool, cool. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I am 20 years old. I just finished my sophomore year at Arizona State University. Um, and I think I'm going to go ahead and talk about with you guys uh, just about my major and kind of where I'm heading like on a career path and kind of give my advice for any future listeners who plan on getting in the field and in the financial services industry. Right. That sounds good. Okay. So what is your job title at the moment? Um, at the moment, uh, I'm serving as an investor services project manager intern. It's a mouthful. Woo-hoo. What is that exactly? Okay. Well, the investor services portion of that title is basically the department that I work for uh, or work at. Um, we provide different investment advice on stocks and bonds, um, which are basically forms. Um, you put your money into it, for example, and then you get more or potentially less out of it in a certain amount of time. So it's pretty. It's a risky environment, um, but that's basically what I work for. That's the type of department that I uh, partake in. And now the project manager portion is where I work on different projects to improve different business processes. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. That's so fancy, though. Yeah. <laughs> How is this job helping your future career? Like, what do you want your future to look like? Well, for the future, I really want to get into the financial services industry and getting more specific to investments. Uh, so I want to be able to talk to people about where they should put their money um, and how to get more money potentially out of their investments. So if someone puts $5, let's say, uh, into Facebook stock, so they buy a piece of Facebook, um, I would potentially guide them along the path to get that $5 to turn into $10. Okay. Now, for people who don't really understand how stocks work, me probably being one of them, <laughs> how how exactly does the process go about? I mean... Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and stick to the Facebook example because they're fairly uh, new in the stock market world. Mm-hmm. So, basically what happened, and Mark Zuckerberg, the, the founder of Facebook, he created the company. He made Facebook from scratch, and he turned it into a corporation, basically. Um, At one point of his life, he decided to make the company public, meaning that other people could buy bits and pieces of his company. And that's essentially what every share or stock is. So from a public perspective, any citizen could go out and buy a little piece of Facebook. Now, Keep in mind that it's it's a very small piece. Usually companies as big as Facebook have millions of shares. So they have millions of bits, bits and pieces that people could buy. Um, and I mean, so when someone says, oh, I'm going to go ahead and buy a stock in Facebook, that means they're just essentially buying a tiny piece of Facebook. So they're invested into it. So if Facebook does good as a company, you get more money because that piece of uh, the puzzle, I want to say, for the company just decided to become more expensive because the company is more expensive now. Okay. For your 
job right now, do you work with stocks or do you work in just in the financial type service? Um, to, to kind of clarify on, on what I do, um, basically I work in an environment where we provide advice on what to buy. So there's many different companies out there. Um, the company that I work for, basically you, you call in, you, you, I mean, it's through um, an employee benefit. So kind of like how employees have health care benefits, they'll have a 401k benefit, which is a retirement plan uh, so that they'll make uh, the decision to buy stocks or buy different pieces of companies and they'll put it in a retirement plan so they can't touch it until they decide not to work anymore. And then so they'll have all of this money when they retire and they start to get social security, uh, which is basically just a government um, kind of in, almost like an insurance policy for when you get old and you can't work anymore. Um, but I, I work in an environment where um, I speak to financial advisors every day uh, and they are the ones who provide this advice to different people and tell them how to invest their money. So and a financial advisor would tell um, like you, for example, okay, you should buy 2% stocks of your overall uh, portfolio, which is basically like a like a booklet of everything you would own for your investments. Mm -hmm. And I would someone would tell you, okay, you buy two percent stocks, you leave the rest cash, or something like that. And and that's what the people that I deal with, and that's what I eventually want to become. I want to be able to provide that advice to different people. Now, um, like I said before, the project manager perspective, it's not that I'm the one uh, giving people this advice. Those are just the people that I work with in my department. Um, but what I focus on is mainly just the business needs. So while I'm involved in the overall processes of getting advice out to customers, I'm not essentially the one giving the advice. I'm the one doing the internal work to make sure that everything goes smoothly to get that advice out to people. Okay. Okay, I, I think I understand now. Um, what skills do you have to have in order to work in that type of environment and this type of career well actually you could you could really be anything you want um i've been t talking to a number of different financial advisors asking them where they got their start uh, because i'm just getting my start in this whole industry and some of them were old like or firemen retired firemen police officers teachers you could really be be anything you want this is oftentimes uh, like a second career choice for some people because you really just need to know how to manage your money and how to manage other people's money when it comes to investing it, which is a really tough decision because there's a lot of different rules and regulations that go into it, but it's something that people could learn. So um, yeah, that, the reason why I, I kind of want to get into that is because if you start early, it's a lot easier for you to move upwards in the world. Um, plus, I mean, it, it pays really well when you get um, to like the private sector because these are the type of people who handle like athletes' money. Like these, these are the type of people who handle like really big politicians. They'll manage their money for them and put their money in different investments. And so there's there's a p opportunity there to make a lot of money, but then again, there's a opportunity to lose a lot of money because it's very very risky the business. Because if the stock market, like for example, in 2008, 2009, a lot of people lost their jobs because we entered a recession, uh, meaning that the, the economy kind of took a turn for the worst. So a lot of people lost their jobs and a lot of people, especially in the financial 
who are involved in like the stock market or involved in the financial services industry lost a lot of money because company A, like Facebook, was worth $50 a share. So every little portion is worth $50. But then in 2008, it went down to $25. So everybody who owned a piece of Facebook lost $25 per like stock. So, I mean, you could really, anybody could really get into this, this sort of business. Um, but you have to understand the risks and kind of do like a cost versus benefit uh, kind of analysis to figure out whether it'd be right for you. So it's like the pros and the cons. Yeah, yeah, pros and cons. What parts of your jobs or job do you find most challenging? Uh, the most challenging part is really something that could translate to any any job anywhere. Uh, just communication across the company, because the company that I work for is fairly large. And so we have offices in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Sunnyvale, California, and Boston as well. So there's, it's really difficult because not all the information is going to be right in your office. You have to con- uh, contact people in other parts of the world or other parts of the nation. And sometimes between time zone differences, beti- between the projects that they're working on or the people they're helping out, it's kind of hard to keep in contact with them or to get information from them. Uh, so one of the one example is that I was working on a project where I needed some information from Boston, and only Boston knew where to get that information from. So I had to get in contact with the Boston manager in order to get that information to me, which was difficult, but, I mean, it's doable. It's just one of the obstacles that you kind of have to uh, hurl yourself over. Okay. And being the investor services project manager intern, <laughs> what type of projects have you, what other type of things have you like worked on? Um, well, I've, I've worked on many different projects, like I said, to kind of continue uh, business improvements. So anything from as simple as making sure that uh, data entry is inputted correctly all the way up to staffing and making sure that people are coming in at specific points of the day. Because you would think that, like, okay, you come in at 5 o'clock and you work till 9 p.m. Well, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into that because what if you're not busy between 5 and 9? You, I have, um, part of my job was to figure out when we will be busy before it happens. All right. Well, thank you so much. Let's take a break. I'm Angel Ramirez. And I'm Harmony Hagedorn. I'm Benito Ramirez. And this is the Angel and Harmony Show. At 13, you are just starting to become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 13 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through ready for what's next. Life at 13, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. 
our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids, the show about the performing arts and more. Now, back to your host, Angel and Harmony. Thanks and welcome to the Angel and Harmony Show on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Harmony Hagedorn. And I'm Angel Ramirez. And right now we have the same guest that we had before. Benita Ramirez. Yes. Okay, so we just got finished talking about um, your job and what you kind of work in and things like that. But now we're going to more interview you about your schooling. Okay. So what is your major, your minor? Just tell us all about it. Okay. Well, um, I attend Arizona State University. It's in Tempe, Arizona. Um, And I'm majoring in finance, um, which is part of the business school there, W.P. Carey. yeah, it's a it's a great school. I I love the classes. Um, it's it's really interesting. I'm really intrigued in learning everything about the finance world. That's why I wanted to get into that major. Um, so yeah, what, what do you guys have for me with about well, the major? Um, what do students? Why do students typically choose that specific major? Do they usually go into the field of work that you're in right now, or do they? Is it more broad than I think? Because I'm not really. I don't know a whole lot about finance or business. so uh. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why someone would want to go into uh, finance as their major. Um, there's, I, I should kind of tell you about another major there's, that is out there. It's accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the, there's finance and accounting. Finance would be more of you're involved with a person-to-person uh, kind of contact. I mean, accounting could do that too, but finance kind of has that almost stereotype of Okay, you're going to be speaking with somebody when you do, like in your career, you'll be speaking to a person. Uh, accounting, uh, you're kind of being like in front of a computer or working on a spreadsheet. You're kind of dealing with numbers on your own independently. Um, but accounting and finance both go hand in hand. You're going to be money managing, basically. So accounting could go as far as you could do it for a company. You could do it for yourself. Uh, you could do it for individual people. Uh, finance, you could do uh, money management for... Um, like the stock market, like I want to be involved in, or you could do it for a corporate level, similar to accounting and finance. They really go hand in hand. Um, But someone might want to get into finance specifically if they want to focus on um, providing service to um, any customer that they potentially might have uh, regarding money management or how to save for college or how to invest your money to the stock market how to accept Social Security, where to buy insurance, because these are things that everybody should have. Everybody should have a retirement plan so that when you stop working, I know that working is going to be for 50 years or 40 years, but you have to have a plan for every step of the way. So there's some people that have $2,000 for retirement. So when they have sixty, when they turn 65, they have $2,000 to last them from the age 65 to 90 when they potentially die. And that's not good at all. That's not enough money to live. So basically, people get into the finance world in order to provide an opportunity uh, or to give the opportunity to people to turn that $2,000 
into $2 million so they could have $2 million to last. Because I, I deal with people every day who are 40 years old and they have half a million dollars in their retirement account. Is that like a lot for <laughs> retirement or is that like, I don't, how much are you it's like a lot supposed of to have I mean, or that you're recommended it, to have? It really depends on how you spend your money. So a person who makes $100,000 a year and spends $80,000 of it, they would need a potentially $80,000 a year for when they retire. So if they plan or if they're healthy and they may live 30 years out, they're going to need a lot of money in order to be able to meet their standards of living. So it really depends on the person and how old you are. But it's early, it's great to start as soon as you get your first job um, or as soon as you're old enough to kind of understand how you should invest your money or at least how you have enough money to initially put into an account to start building it. How does how does that work? Do you just like put aside money every like paycheck you get or is it like how do you put money aside for like retirement and things like that? Essentially that's what you that's what you would want to do. Uh you just want to when you get let's say like $100 per paycheck. I mean that's that's low if you have a full-time job, but just for example purposes, you put 5 or you put 10% of that, so $10 into basically an account that's managed by somebody else. So there's big companies out there. Um, just, I mean, I don't want to name them, but there's big companies out there that would be able to manage that money for you. Mm-hmm. So you put ten dollars in every paycheck. Okay. So by the end of, um, by the end of like the month, you have ten dollars in there. Next month, ten dollars, etc. That ten dollars will be worked um, to kind of turn it into like twelve dollars. So at the end of the year you now have $12 instead of $10 per month. So, I mean, it, you would be able to make a lot more money slowly, but instead that $12 now turns into $15 the next year, and 15 turns into 20 the next year. So, But at that same time, you're still putting $10 every month. So it's getting larger very quickly, um, depending on how, I mean, the rate of return is, meaning how, fa- how I guess you could say, um, how fast that money is turning uh, a profit for you. Okay. Yeah, so you just want to put it into an account, have it managed by someone else uh, while you're young, and then when you get old and you want to pull the money out, you'll have a lot of money, hopefully. Okay. I feel like a pro on this stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see yourself having the same job in 20 years? If not, what career would you like to pursue? Um, I-, I could see myself working in the industry for the next 20 years easily. Um because I know that the company that I work for and a lot of these companies treat their employees pretty well. Um, and they, they kind of uh, want you to pursue success, not only on yourself, but in, their, in the career that you're in. So it's really motivating uh, to do better. And that's one of the things that I like about the industry because you could always do better. I mean, it's, it's always focused around essentially money. Um, and I know, like, money doesn't bring happiness or whatever Let's like that. Let's be but, honest here. But I mean, you never, you never hear that. You never hear a rich person saying that. Nearly. I mean, it's really this. Okay, middle class money doesn't bring you <laughs> happiness. But I mean, that's something that's everyone's opinion, and I'm sure that that's not everything. But in this industry, it's focused around getting you money, and that's what our goal is to do. So, the more money we have, the opportunity to get you. That's what we want to do, and that really kind of, kind of like motivates me because I know I could always do better and that's something that I like to push myself for and one of the things that like at ASU that I attend is they part of the thing they teach you is that there's always the opportunity to excel to better yourself okay um do you 
I don't know how to word this, but do you, is it only based on like chance or is it, do you generally know like when stocks are going up or when stocks are going down or is it purely like just chance. gambling with your money? It's, it, it's not necessarily, it's, it's a gamble for sure because nobody can predict the stock market. No one knows essentially when they're going to do good, when they're going to do bad, but there are ways of predicting it. So let's say, for for example, something that happened in the news recently was that a Malaysian air, airline was shot down um, over Ukraine. Nobody knew that was going to happen. The, the stock uh, for the, the company that built the plane went down a little bit because their, their plane, their company, their name was in the news for a bad reason. Something happened in that plane that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, and I know it wasn't their fault, the company, but they got that bad publicity and that hurt their company a little okay. bit. So that's what brought the stock down. So no one can predict things like that. But every quarter, every three months, a company basically releases how much money they made. So if a company, it, you could predict how much money the company is going to make based off of the news that they've revealed. So someone could go ahead and look a month ahead of time saying, okay, Facebook, for example, looks like they're going to make a profit of 15 cents. So I predict the share is going to go up 15 cents. So someone might invest in it. Um, and then when they release their information, it could be 15 cents, it could be 5 cents, it could be 20 cents, but uh, people are able to predict it to a point. But at the same time, no one could really predict it. I mean, no one knew the stock market was going to crash uh, back in the early, I mean, in the past hundred years, and there no one knew was there was going to be a recession in 2008, 20, 2009, but it's one of those things that uh, right. it's definitely something to look into. Right. Compared to other universities or colleges, is your major um, or program considered to be competitive or prestigious, specifically in your school or in other, like, yeah. Oh, I'd like to think so. <laughs> no, but um, Arizona State University has a great business program. Um, it's ranked one of the 25 in the world. Uh, it's definitely something that when you say the name W.P. Carey School of Business, uh, someone in the industry would recognize it and they would be like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And that's essentially what you want because as long as the name is recognized for a good reason, then when you're interviewing, they're going to say, okay, I recognize this school. It sounds good. Okay. So it's all... That makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty nice. All right, what types of on opportunities for internships or undergraduate research, study abroad, anything is that associated with the major? Well, I mean, it's it's not necessarily associated with the major. It's really with the university or school that you go to. Mm -hmm. Every college should have um, some career advisor where they would t explain to you how to get uh, a job, essentially, or how to get an internship. One of the things that ASU has is that it's able to kind of bring us all together in, regor in regards to information, um, and then they would be able to kind of relay that back to the students on how to get internships. So there's career fairs and things like that. And employers always reach out to college kids too, which is definitely a benefit. Okay. So is there any final advice for upcoming business people or stock market interests? people i don't really well, know anybody, the good way to that. yeah anybody who wants to get into business whoever wants to get involved in um, pursuing a career in the finances uh, financial services industry should one know what's happening in the market currently because if you get an, an interview question or if you get a, a question just about what is happening with a person's money or how could you give advice to somebody you need to be 
up to date with your information because it's always changing. I mean, every day it changes. Um, the second thing would just be be yourself and work hard because if you're if you're truly um, like being yourself, you won't sound fake to your person you're trying to help, and that's the last thing they want because then they won't trust you when you give them advice. And so that's one of the things. And obviously, working hard. If you just really push yourself uh, to be the best that you could be, you will achieve that. And that's something that I mean I strive to do um, and exceed ex- because once you do that, you'll exceed any expectations of you. And you'll just basically prove to your superiors that you're worthy of having this job and this career. Um, so, yeah, just um, basically keep up in the stock market or in the, whatever market that you're interested in, whether it be uh, real estate or anything like that. Uh, work hard and be yourself. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Let's pleasure. take a break. I'm Angel Ramirez. And I'm Harmony Hagdorn. And I'm Benny Ramirez. Thank you. And this is the Angel and Harmony Show. Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food 
beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook, every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Kids Channel. At 13, you are just starting to become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 13 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through ready for what's next. Life at 13, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids Channel. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids, the show about the performing arts and more. Now, back to your host, Angel and Harmony. Thanks and welcome to the Angel and Harmony Show on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Harmony Hagedorn. And I'm Angel Ramirez. And we have another special guest. Introduce yourself. Um, I'm Yvonne Ramirez, Angel's older sister. Woohoo! Siblings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I just turned 18 a few or a few days ago, I guess. I'm going to Pepperdine Seaver College. It's a university in Malibu, California. I'm going to be studying political international studies. Um, and that's pretty much it. Okay, what is political and international <laughs> studies? <laughs> well, international studies is a pretty broad major. It's it, it could be international studies for business, international studies for economics, history, uh, languages. So it's pretty broad. My specification is in politics. So what I'd be doing is taking classes that deal with primarily foreign policy. So for an example, it'd be a lot about immigration or if there's a certain... If there's something happening in a different country, how it affects the United States and different political aspects of that. So, what? So you want to go into politics? Yes. Okay. What? How far up do you want to go? Well, the goal would be eventually to become president because I think that huh. America. <laughs> no, I could see it. I could. See I feel it. like she's been wanting to do that for a while. Well, well it's like it's like her main. I feel like if you're going to strive to do something, you might as well strive to do. The best there is, go and I think 
exactly yeah. when when you tell people that you want to become president do do they like laugh at you normally or do they are you like more surprised to find that people like are oh cool but well like how are how are the reactions because i'm i'm cu- curious I try not to just outwardly say, oh, yeah, I want to be president of the United States of America, <laughs> because that tends to give you looks of like, oh, yeah, honey, it's OK. You'll you'll be able to do that. It's it's kind of to when someone says they want to be famous. Everyone's like, OK, you can be famous, you know, but it's never really going to happen because your chances are so slim. And so when I say I want to be president of the United States, I usually give some background information about how I want my career to go. Um, instead of just jumping to that, because a lot of people give you that look that's like, well, maybe you'll be able to make it. I mean, I'll vote for you. <laughs> so, but they never really believe in you. Right. So what are your steps, like, in your mind? Like, where, what do you plan to do with your major and go from there? Well, I plan to get my bachelor's degree in international political studies. Um, I would get a minor in whatever language. I'm thinking Arabic, because a lot of our foreign policy right now is happening in the Middle East. We're... Arabic is the main language over there. And um, cool. so I, I hope to get uh. a double minor. I want a minor in psychology as well because I feel that it would help me in my political career knowing just a little bit about um, how the mind works. <laughs> and because I want to, I'm not exactly sure how I, the steps I want to take, and I'm going to figure that out probably my first year of college. But I either want to after I get my degree, go straight into law school, either way, straight into law school, but I'm not sure if I want to get a degree in criminal law or international law. Um, if I got my degree in international law, I'd probably strive to work for the UN, the United Nations, for those who don't know, <laughs> not well informed. Um, if I don't do that, then I will probably become a criminal prosecutor at a federal level, so probably for the FBI, or I can work for the CIA. And uh, I'd have to make about a 10-year commitment either way I go. And then from there, I'd get into my political career. Does Pepperdine have a law school like within it? Or would you be going to a different school for that? Um, the goal is to either go to Pepperdine Law School or Stanford Law School after I graduate. Because Pepperdine is a very highly accredited school for law. Um, for anything, really, it does. It's, its undergrad school is very prestigious. It's difficult to get into, so there's a lot of opportunities that it opens up by being able to go to Seaver, their undergrad school. What inspired you to want to be into politics? <laughs> um, well, I used to want to be a veterinarian, so it's kind of a <laughs> big contrast. Child. Are you good with animals? <laughs> Everything loves me. <laughs> um, so modest, too. Wow. But no, I wanted, it sounds kind of corny, but um, my favorite <laughs> show is Law & Order, SVU. <laughs> It's one of my top, it's up there for me. Not even. I I could see it. And so that started getting me into uh, just interested in lawyers and how that works and the criminal, criminology aspect of that. And my cousin is actually in the Air Force and he uh, retired from the Air Force and he went into uh, police force and then he, then he became a, uh, a lawyer. And so he kind of inspired me and I kind of wanted to just follow his footsteps and learning about the different laws and aspects of that, it kind of got me, that's a quick step into politics. And I found politics really intriguing because I love to argue. And (laughs) I think a lot of things in this nation need to be changed and throughout the world. So I think that 
since no one seems to be changing them, oh, I, you gotta wow. do it, you gotta do it yourself if you, you want are. something done around here. So, it's, um, it's true. <laughs> All right. Oh, you actually, since I'm siblings with Yvonne, I, I know. <laughs> I I generally know all this stuff. But you wanted to be in the Air Force, and at one point, like the whatever the seals or something like something like that so what made you change and not want to go in there not not necessarily not want to but not pursue that um well i've wanted to join the air force for quite a long time any branch of the military really because i feel i feel that there's a calling on me to service your nation i think that if you live in a nation like this where freedom isn't free people pay the price to provide us with this freedom that we have. I think that you need to put in some work for that. And so I really wanted to join the military, and I was actually on course to go to the Air Force Academy. Um, I got a senatorial nomination, a congressional nomination to attend, and I met with several people, and they gave me about an 85% chance of being able to make it. Is that pretty high for... Um, It's extremely high for just the general population. I mean, it could always be higher, um, but that was pretty high for me. And the way it works is you would have to make a four-year commitment to go to the Air Force Academy. It's four years. It would You'd get your bachelor's degree, and then you'd have to make an eight-year commitment, Seven or six of which would have to be active duty. And my goal was not to be a SEAL, because that's in the Navy, but and close to women. But once the combat Wait, roles... Wait, what, really? Yes. Combat, I didn't know Combat that. roles were just opened up to women, um, just last year now do you do you agree with that would you change that if you're president um no i think well i think combat roles should be open to women but there's a large uh problem with that because a lot of women can't reach the physical aspects that a man could it's just anatomy our muscles aren't built the same and so uh, like for an example if we're talking about seals here they have a large physical strain on them and it's they become like a family. It's a brotherhood, and they're in small packs. So when you add a woman to that, one, there's always going to be that distraction of a female being with you. It's going to be slightly uncomfortable for men sometimes because generally... They're just as strong as them, <laughs> so if they make it... Well, I mean, if we don't lower the standards and if females can actually do what the men could, which we potentially could, it just would take a lot more energy and a lot more keeping up. But even work. if we were... <laughs> into that there's always the problem of how you incorporate a female into a largely male role because you'd be traveling with the men there's going to be problems with inappropriate conduct between both parties and so that would be i agree with it to an extent i think we did the right thing by opening up certain combat roles okay do you have to like what is the general physical aspect that you have to have in order to enroll in for example, the Air Force. Like, how... I don't know how to word I, this. I understand what you're saying. Um, there's several different levels just to become enlisted, which is, like, let's say you're right out of high school and you're like, I want to join the military, or you don't have any other options, so you decide to go for the military. You have to pass a certain test before you. they even allow you to go to basic training. And that's before you pick your job and what you want to do, even if you want to sit behind a computer and file things. So what you have to do is um, you have to be able to do a certain amount of push-ups. I, not, I have no idea what the requirements is for men. Um, but for females, it's around, and it's timed. You have to be able to do around 50 push-ups. Uh, 
and oh, like sorry <laughs> i can't even do like one push-up <laughs> so, in a minute and then you have to be able to run a mile and a half in a certain time and do pull-ups and then in addition with all that you have to take a written test that because i mean you can't be completely idiotic to the world <laughs> not to say it plainly but you have to have some smarts behind you all right so did you just like why did you say no to the Oh, Why did you going back to the original yeah. question, um, I changed my mind because I realized that in the military, nothing is really set in stone. So if first, what I want to do was become a combat rescue officer, which anyone who goes to college and joins the military, they usually become an officer. And so by going to the Air Force Academy, I'd be an officer. But seeing as we were getting out of the war and going back to the political side, we wouldn't, there would be no need for as many combat officers combat mm-hmm. rescue officers so then i would have to i'd be put wherever i was needed whether that be an engineer or whatnot and i didn't really want to spend 14 years of my life being an engineer when i can go to college and start my political career earlier okay yeah i can respect that <laughs> all right let's take a break i'm angel ramirez i'm harmony hagenard i'm yvonne ramirez and this is the angel and harmony show every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly. Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids, the show about the performing arts and more. Now, back to your hosts. Angel and Harmony. Thanks and welcome to the Angel and Harmony show on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Harmony Hagenorn. And I'm Angel Ramirez. And we have both guests. Hey, how you doing? Introduce yourself again. Oh, I'm Benito Ramirez again. <laughs> again. I'm Yvonne Ramirez. Again. All right. We are going to do something a little bit different. We, are, we have like a bunch of little debate topics. And since they both really love arguing, and since I grew up with them, I know that... No, we don't. Yes, we do. I know that they generally <laughs> do not agree with each other, so I thought this would be interesting. So Harmony's going to find little ones. and Angel, I think you should Angel. answer. It should just be a Ramirez family thing. <laughs> okay. I'm down for that. Actually. All students should have an after-school job. Yes. Uh, I would agree with that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Why? That's because a lot of work. Need, well, actually, I'd say no. I, I, I could say no. Okay, well, I would want an after-school job, but... I don't think this is a good idea I don't idea think it should be required. Okay, well, let, let me yes, go ahead Angel. and talk about why it don't. could be yes or no. Oh, my um, God. This will only be about 15, 30 minutes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so 
yes, they should have an after-school job to kind of teach them about getting a career in the future because that's what everyone's going to have to do like to work. They need to get money. But then again, no, if it conflicts with the way you do your school. So if you really need that extra time to learn about <laughs> what you're going to do in the future, then take that extra time. Don't get a job. But then again, you should might try looking for one eventually at least because you'll need that experience in order to get a job in the first place. So is this saying after school is in school? High school or school high college? School. High school. That makes a big yeah. difference. Okay. Yeah. High school. Okay. We're not talking like college because I think that you should have a job in college. Like, I think that's okay, that'd probably job. be. <laughs> I think you should no matter really what because there's 24 hours in a day and if you – you you don't have to work an eight hour day after school. You can work for four hours. You can work for two hours. And if you can't, if those two hours are really needed for studying, maybe you should take two hours away from your, I don't know, play time, social your time. social time, your lunch. Don't spend lunch. Don't. Spend. I'm sorry, but I have a full meal. It takes <laughs> me at least forty minutes. To eat. <laughs> don't spend lunch just chilling with your friends. Go and study. I, I, I agree with that. I think, it, I think <laughs> no. it also depends on what year of school. Like freshman, obviously you can't. You generally can't have a job as a freshman. Except I think, for Chick-fil-A. I think once you're a junior or a senior, <laughs> you need a job. Because, I mean, you're going to have expenses in college that you need to pay for. And you need to save up that money if you want to take any extra trips in between college and high school. Yeah, but not everybody's going <laughs> to no. go to college. So I'm not sure if you can really use that as, well, as you, like a reason. You're still going to need money regardless. <laughs> Sadly, the world does revolve around money. Oh, yeah, I know Would you that. change that if you were president? That. No. Would you make us burn all of our money? No. <laughs> Everything's free. Job. So. But then maybe yes. All right, um, school uniforms should be required. No. I, don't, I say no. I, I what, think in what context? Let me just get oh, um, next of next this. question. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, actually, PE should be required of all students throughout high school. Are we talking about in America or are we talking about in the world? America for yeah. our yeah America. America. I think North like, America. I think or in America <laughs> inside of North America, like Canada included. Like the, no, just the United okay, States. Okay, well, I think that PE should be required in the United States. For all students, unless they have a physical, that, unless they have a disability that they physically cannot or just mentally. Just be able, like, for... What do you our, consider physically and, like, not able to? Well, I mean, if you don't have legs, I don't think you should be required to run track. <laughs> because... In, I think that's a really extreme really example. That was a bit harsh. <laughs> that's really sad. Yeah, that's well sad. I'm just saying that I think if you physically cannot do something, then you shouldn't have to. Like in my PE class, my freshman year, I sprained my ankle and I had a hairline really? fracture and I was required, even though I had a doctor's note from the doctor's office that said I cannot physically run, otherwise I would break my ankle. I was required <laughs> to run for my final. I was required to run um, one mile and beat my previous time, which I did do. But then I was in a cast and Good sat out you. almost the entire basketball season. So I thank my coach for that, my PE coach. <laughs> well, I think that's not something that, I mean, every coach would do. I mean, that seems like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Well, I wouldn't say once-in-a-lifetime. But... Oh, yeah, maybe that's a little too extreme. But, okay, <laughs> so basically I think we're all in agreement that PE well, should should happen because, I mean, it's it's healthy to do. It's great yeah. to exercise. Would, like, a dance be included in that? Like, for example, I'm yes. taking dance my first I'm not, <laughs> I'm not talking about, like, specifically the class PE. I'm talking about any, like, physical, physical education. Activity. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> dance, like, 
I don't know, like interpretive dancing, like where you move slowly. If you don't break a sweat and you're not, you don't feel sore. You can at break any a point. sweat dancing slowly. Dance yeah. is a lot of work. It, I, I mean, I've seen, never been a dancer. Neither have I, but um, I see people before. dancing and it looks like a lot well, of work. Then, then it takes a lot of like balance, takes, and then you know, well, like, well, that's when you hold your arms. Sometimes I dance time. while I'm rapping, and I think that's a lot of work. So. Oh, okay, Devon has been talking about this, so we're just gonna let her do it. She wants to rap really badly so take it away just do it so someone laid down a sick beat what do you think he's doing <laughs> yeah I, this is a lot of pressure I we're chilling with the trees next to the birds and the bees looking out the window looking at all these felonies we live in the barrio no we ain't gonna see no mario the only homies you see i've paid the ultimate fee of living in the ghetto where you ain't get no bread oh no not for free oh <laughs> she's so proud of herself i'd like to thank all my supporters and uh my cd will be dropping soon homies <laughs> okay thank you for that all right, let's go on before anything else. All happens. parents should be required to attend parenting classes before having a child. Mm. Before I think each child or before your first? I think for each child, you have to attend a parenting class. Yeah. I think hypothetically, that'd be a good idea. But I think, first of all, if we made that a law, I think that'd be a lot of political uproar and that'd be taking away a lot of freedom. So I don't Well, agree I think with it would that. be a good idea that way you don't like accidentally set your baby on fire. Well, I don't think anyone's going to light a baby <laughs> or put it in a microwave who has actual like common Well, I didn't decency. say microwave. Like you could just be like holding candles and like accidentally drop it on your baby. Like why I think Okay, well maybe but, your baby's crawling around and you're trying to move the candle so that he doesn't knock it down and you yeah, trip I, I would say I would say no. I don't think it should be regulated because I think, I think I it agree should with be recommended. Want. Recommended, oh, definitely. Yeah. Everyone well, should, but I don't think it should, it should be, be a law that you have to attend. That oh yeah. Because ba- babies are born like what every like five seconds. Yeah, right. I mean, there's there's no way it could yeah, be regulated. Yeah. I think we're all we're all in agreement that there's no way it could be regulated. It should be recommended. Um, maybe there should be more publicity around the idea. But I mean, in the end, I'm not really sure if you could kind of force it on people. Yeah, but I don't think so. I think it's a good idea. All people should be vegetarians. Disagree. Hands down, no. This is the dumbest rule ever. I think vegetarians are wrong in the first place. No, no. Well, I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it gets to a. Do you want to get into this? I mean, you could comment. Here's the thing. I think it's your personal right to, you know, like decide that for yourself. And I think, I don't know. I could see both sides, but I am personally not a vegetarian. Like, I've seen the videos and stuff. I'm horrified by animal cruelty in the slaughterhouses and stuff. But I just, I love meat. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah you, you need protein. Um, vegetarians have a way of getting that Tofu. protein. But, I mean, it's, you, it has to meet the certain, I don't know if it really is up to par with protein you'll be able to get from meat. Uh, a steak or well, beef. Well, the thing with vegetarians is what, like, what I've read about and stuff. It's mostly the fact that it's, like... Extreme animal cruelty. So yeah, if, if we could treat it, cor- if we could approach it correctly, then it would be awesome. But you really need protein, and I think we're all in agreement that. <laughs> I mean, you, you need you need protein, but if vegetarian can get that, then you're good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm Angel Ramirez. I'm Harmony Hagedorn. I'm Yvonne Ramirez. I'm Benito Ramirez. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network, and this is the Angel and Harmony Show. Up next, a track. Uh, up next, <laughs> a track from the Kidstar album. Thanks for tuning in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Please join us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, go be a star. We'll see you next week.
name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm, and now from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Here's Mr. Saxophone Dave Farmer with Luke, I'm Your Father. Luke tells his buddy solo, riding on a tom-tom. Gonna check on a projectile, but he ran out of time. saxophone from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org. 